Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday evening, the 11th of August, and we have a massive, massive show for you this evening. I'm Sam Hennett, of course, joined by Jerry and Liam Cole and Jason Evans. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's, it's been a big, age, Sam. big week. Yes, quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup. We will get across that. Of course, the lovely Matildas who are just keeping the country just... Oh, this is how celebrations. you a country, Sam. We'll be yeah. reviewing that game against Denmark later on, but yep. it's preview night. It is definitely preview night, of course, with a bumper AFL round with only three weeks to go of the regular home and away season, which is unbelievable to think about. Um, and then like yesterday we were doing our round one roundtable discussion, Sam. Yep. A... Um, the wow. latest news around the world of sport. And the Premier League, a bit of that as well, because that kicks off this weekend as well. It always seems to amaze me how short the off-season for the world of uh, the round ball game, the football game. That <laughs> We've only just stopped celebrating. Jack Grealish has <laughs> still got a hungover. <laughs> so, um, That's what happens when you have too much sugar, the red cordials and that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, definitely a definitely big show to get through. Uh, But we'll start off with this, Jerry. Um, Always an important time. um, And we've already spoken a few about uh, this year who have already hung the boots up, but a few more today. Yes. um, Well, during the week, there's a fair few bit. I want to start with North. um, Ben Cunnington. It's quite emotional. I was telling Liam on Wednesday, I was crying when he did his retirement speech because he just said he didn't have a passion anymore. It was just... Just so emotional. Um, so he played 229 games for the Kangas, 95 goals, two-time Sydney Barker medalist, 2014 and 2019. He was just the contested ball beast the way he played. It was just um, amazing to see. And he battled so much adversity with cancer these past few years. It's just, yeah, the ultimate send-off if we can beat Essendon on um, Saturday. Um, we've also got Luke Shuey, two, uh, Premiership player, 2018, two-time John Walsmold medal. Rising star nominee, West Coast captain and premiership player, of course. 246 games, 141 goals. Um, he'll go time. Oh, he'll go as an all-time great for the Eagles. Um, the big one, Trent Cochin, three-time premiership captain, All-Australian squad, Brownlow medalist. Um, the list just goes on. So he's retiring from Richmond after 305 games and kicking 141 goals. So big loss for Richmond there. He said he found his... Um, he found his life journey there, so incredible to see. And also, one more, Isaac Smith retiring as well. Four-time Premiership player, Norm Smith medalist um, with the Cats. It was just amazing to see on the wing, Fort Air Boys. Well, won the Norm Smith medal last year, didn't he? He was fantastic. Kicked four goals, I think. So he probably still had a bit of football left in him. Could have gone another year, but obviously... Another uh, hard preseason would uh, be tough on a old fella. It really just that probably strikes to me as you know they're looking at it. It'd rather be a year early than a year too yep. late. And if you go that one more year, maybe you could get through it. But the body will tell them you should have left last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and uh, Nick, did you just mention Nick Nadanui? No. 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 Oh well, he's the other one that still might be in contention. He didn't play this year at all, I think, maybe. Signed a new contract and got injured, correct? Yeah, so he's still contracted, but I guess there's a whole kind of pool of players that 
will he go on or not is another question. Well, it's tough with the ageing list. You have mm. all those premiership players in there, but most of them are either out injured or they're carrying a very, very heavy load and a very inexperienced side that is struggling quite greatly. But nothing should be left on uh, uh, the blimps of Sharon Hearn, uh, Luke Shuey and uh, some of the greats because, man, that era of the Eagles, they rose above a lot of adversity getting to the premiership they did in 2018 and uh, they'll be incredibly celebrated, as Jerry mentioned. Yep, most definitely. Um, some more AFL news here. Um, North Melbourne and Brisbane are celebrating a membership record, um, announcing today that they've hit that. So that's pretty good. Have you got my numbers there, Jerry? Yeah, I do, mate. All the stats and facts. Um, <laughs> so the Roos, um, they broke their record from last year by over 200. So they reached 50,000 members in 348 just today, so breaking last year's record by 200. And Brisbane Lions have um, jumped a record um, past 50,000, but a 20% increase since last year. So that's yep. massive. I think the AFL will yeah. be definitely happy happy with that. They're always um, – I mean, there's speculation, though, that uh, they're saying in the next 10, 15 years, Queensland's AFL growth is going to be really big, which is interesting. Yeah, um, uh, and then in North Melbourne's kind of year that they've had, I, I think that's really good. Um, you got to show a lot of respect team. to the North Melbourne yeah. fans. It's I'm, a really I'm one of the it, members, mate. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. But they're one of them. You've got to really put a lot of respect on the name of North Melbourne, regardless of their struggles at the minute. Where do they go, though? I, I never with... see them at Marvel. Yeah, so... who's up, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we start winning more matches next year, then you might see us more. Tomorrow okay. is their start, I reckon. Okay. Exciting. All right, um, some more news here. Uh, but Brisbane are still looking for a replacement for the Gabba because, of course, for the next couple of seasons, they're not going to be playing there. Uh, a couple of alternatives here. The NRA Showgrounds uh, is one of them, and their training brace at the moment called Springfield. Uh, so the Gabba will be closed till 2030. Not so. the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, no, do we get no, the Springfield no. isotopes there as well? <laughs> Not that Springfield. Um, and some NRL news here that we don't cover too much. I know you've got something there, uh, Liam. Uh, yeah, so four teams in the NRL, the Roosters, Sea Eagles, what was the other one? Um South Sydney sound. Yep. Rabbitohs, pardon me, yep. uh, and the Sydney Roosters. They will play in Las Vegas. Can you believe it? That's <laughs> the home of that. Seems like the biggest sneaky way to get a boys trip in. It, just, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't hey, sound real. Home of Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Maybe not for them. Well, what we yeah. didn't mention though is that it's round one next year, and it's for Premiership points. It's not like a preseason yeah. game. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> a first. They, they better wow. be behaved over there. I just don't. Know how you can take it's like taking a kid to a candy store oh. <laughs> especially the NRL God. Uh, so, yeah <laughs> that's, that's a... going to be interesting but I've always mentioned that um, we'd love to get some preseason games especially with the growth of the AFL in the world of social media in the last couple of years um, that it's really picked up in America and England uh, so wouldn't mind some preseason games there rather than China uh, which I think is a more logical uh, preseason, but maybe they might be inspired after the see how the NRL goes. Melbourne Storm will play the Canberra Raiders back at Amy Park this Sunday. Um, so <laughs> goodbye to the amazing turf that's about to be torn up. Uh, it's a bit of a shame, but <laughs> well, well we've got to at least put a little bit of that turf in the museum because the Matildas played there, right? And look by the maybe. way they're going, I think that should be something we we strive to be. If you go into the vault, by the way, Sam, now that we're talking about uh, obscure places for premiership points, do you remember if you went back into the vault? 
result. You go to the AFL. They've played a few premiership points in New Zealand. That's true. Yeah, Carlton played a St Kilda game. Funny old period of time. But uh, other than that, if we were to just do a quick segue, because we are going to be breaking down the FIFA Women's World Cup shortly on this show, but something that is worth mentioning is that uh, Melbourne v Carlton on the big screen before the game is going to be broadcasting the Matildas game. So it is not... The final details are still being worked out yet. Uh, The bosses of the AFL are talking with FIFA at the moment about the logistics of it because, yes, the AFL pushed the game back five minutes, uh, but the, the, the question is if it goes to penalties, it's probably going to end up during 20 minutes into the first quarter. And I don't think FIFA are happy with them bumping it off the screen if it's going to be an official live site. So they're still working out the logistics of that. Um, You'd I, hope I mean, though, would right? it be so bad to put the game at 7.45 or 7.50? Yeah, AFL needs to probably step aside, at least in this Like I know, this once. I know there's broadcast things and locks in, uh, locked in, but I think... For the sake of people and the viewership of the AFL, don't put it against them because everyone's going to be watching the Matildas. It's it's going to be massive. I, I think this is even more... I mean, we've, it's broken ratings records, uh, beating the grand final and the NRL grand final and some of the, the Socceroos games last year. So I've never felt such a fever in this country. But oh, why well. is that a surprise? You've got <laughs> a world-class <laughs> football side representing country. Of course that's going to break records. Why is that a surprise? Well, I, no, I think it's more a surprise because we've never hosted a World Cup. So I don't think we – and yes, the games have been in the middle of the night, but just to see it just around and the fever around you, it's just not something we've experienced before, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they are working the logistics uh, out of that, uh, but the SCG and Optus Stadium are confirmed to have it there because uh, I think it'll be after or before their games, vice versa. Transfers. Yes, so Bayern Munich have reportedly reached an agreement with Tottenham Hotspur to sign striker Harry Kane wow. on a four-year deal. Harry ar- Kane. Around $168 million plus add-ons. So obviously not great for Ange Postacoglu in his first season, but to be fair, Harry Kane has wanted to leave for many mm. seasons now and, and you don't want someone that doesn't want to be there. So I think it's a probably a win more for Bayern, but... It's not too bad for yeah. Tottenham. So that's equivalent to 100 million euros and yep. surpassing Spurs' previous um, record transfer of 63 million euros when they signed Ndombele in 2018. So that's mm. huge in this modern day age. Uh, I'm just reading here too. Um, is that the only transfer? Uh, I've got another one. Okay, go So go Brighton agreed to a 110 million euro bid for from Liverpool for Moses Concedo which breaks the club's all-time transfer record. So wow. he plays for Brighton, fast winger sort of type, type yep. of player. Um, haven't heard much of him, but he's um, been praised highly. And uh, we'll, we'll talk quickly about the, the Premier League, we, as I mentioned, kicks off this weekend. We may or may not get time at the show to go through the fixtures of it, but uh, the first game will be an early one because, of course, it's at the point where there's no daylight savings yet. So there'll be early games, so 930 uh, Nottingham Forest uh, and Arsenal will kick off to start the Premier League. Uh, and last thing here before we go to our first break, um, just got a message through Rod Laver Arena are also going to be showing the Matildas live at Ooh. the big screen. So that's a good spot as well. Where are we going to be tomorrow, Sammy Boy? <laughs> well, I'm going to be at the MCG. Oh, yeah, true. How am I going to get in? I'm not paying for tickets to watch Carlton. 
Well, <laughs> did you want to come? They're still available, I think. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah well, we can work this out. In a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, the FIFA Women's World Cup, I can't wait to talk about it because it's been absolutely unbelievable. Um, and the Matildas are making us all proud. This is uh, one of the walkout songs from FIFA's soundtrack. Bring it on, Tones and I, um, and uh, Diarius Cilia. Sorry for my pronunciation. That's one of the songs uh, they've been playing throughout the FIFA Women's World Cup as they walk out. Um, And, uh, yeah. Nice little tiki tucker. <laughs> they always seem to squeeze that lyric into all football tunes, World Cup tunes. By the way, from having a look at the name, Sam, I think it's Diara. 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 I think okay. Diara would be the pronunciation. I yep. think. Okay, so uh, it's time to get into some World Cup. And it's the final eight that remain, and we're going to listen to some of some amazing journeys that's happened so far in what's been such an exciting tournament. Come on, Matildas, tomorrow. And there it is, the Matildas. Some crazy moments over the last couple of weeks we've had, um, and especially... Well, with what the Matildas done. So I'll give you the results from where we left off on Monday. England defeated Nigeria in penalties 4-2. Australia defeated Denmark 2-0. Colombia defeated Jamaica 1-0. France defeated Morocco 4-0. So we'll just talk quickly about uh, the Matildas um, on Monday night. And you guys were at Fed Square. So how was that? Uh, very packed. We yeah. actually had to move around to be a deluxe because <laughs> I couldn't see. But uh, it was very lively from what we heard um, <laughs> from around the corner. Uh, but it was still a great atmosphere where we were. Um, and I, 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 we were pretty nervy before the game, I think, Jerry. But, uh, wow, they just came out to play, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, initially, like, Denmark had yeah. most of the, like, the possession because Australia, like, more of a counting attacking team. Um, but then... Kaylin Ford just her runs were incredible. The fact that Mary Spe- uh, Fowler <laughs> spotted her straight away, and then the fact she could finish so calmly because that was a high pressure situation, mm. like on the run, left foot. I think we all just went wild. I, my voice is still recovering from, from <laughs> it, so, uh, as you can tell. Yeah, no, that that fallible. It was just it's just beautiful football. Like sometimes it just goes into place. It fits like a puzzle piece the way that you can, if you can set up a play right and it comes off, it's, it's amazing stuff. Um, and then the moment, the moment when uh, Sam Kerr came on, uh, I think the whole of Australia... That was electric. It was, I mean, uh, the whole, I think the whole of Australia was cheering. It was such a great moment. Um, and she was so humble with the captain's armband and everything. And then <laughs> talking about cheering moments, I think everyone gasped when she fell over at oh, one point. Yeah. It looked like she did an injury, um, uh, which we mentioned before. They are doing a full uh, check tonight, fitness tests, just to see if she's able to play the full 90, because if she is, she will be able, she'll start, um, if that's the case. Uh, Liam, what was your thoughts on the yeah, game? Yeah, I, I was pretty nervous when she came on. I, I just didn't see the point of her coming on for 10 or so minutes, even when we've got the game. So uh, in hindsight, that's a great thing. It's good for her mentally to feel like she's confident with her injury. But, yeah, Denmark started really well. I thought they um, pressed really well. They 
had some close shots, but yeah, credit to the Aussies. Rasso was really good. Mary Fowler, as you guys yep. said, um, amazing vision, really good decision maker. So go Matildas. Yeah, and the subs <laughs> the subs weren't late. We were we were worried about um, the the subs being such a late thing, and uh, well, uh, they came on pretty early. Uh, mm. Still, would like to see a bit more of Chidiak. I think I think she's a, a bright spark, uh, brings impact player. So um, be exciting to see. There was one late sub, however, with like about a minute and a bit left. Yeah, wasn't there? I, I think was that a was strange call. That. No, but they just do that just to calm it down, just so oh, there's no right? equaliser or anything down, like that. Yeah. Just just to slow it down with with a couple of minutes to go. That's the only reason why they do it. And it's a nice uh. little celebration, I think, for Rasso. It's a nice moment for her to get you know, applauded off and stuff. Especially after her performance, yeah. Yeah, okay, no. great. Very amazing. Now, Jerry, you brought in a little book about Hayley Rasser. Can we just have a look at that? What, what, what yeah, have you got here? Yeah, so a few fun facts from that is um, Hayley Rasso. So she wears a, um, a ribbon behind her um, hair because her grandma gave it to her initially when yep. she was growing up. So yep. it's because of that. And she's very superstitious. So before a game, she turns her socks inside out and then always puts it on her left foot before her right. So, you know, <laughs> something new about Hayley Rassler, I, I, I love to hear the – it's funny. Um, they always ask players uh, superstitions and they're always hilarious because some of them are just insane. Like we, we mentioned this year about uh, – <laughs> From the Gold Coast Suns, he likes to eat grass. Oh, yes, Matt Rowell. Oh, yes. Matt Rowell oh, tries oh, to eat the grass. That's just weird. <laughs> Have you only just so. found that out, Liam? No, no, no. Okay, good. On TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, that was uh, definitely very, very interesting. Um, but, uh, no, we, we, I think from where we've come from, from where when we were worried about her even playing, um, to us falling out of the group stage, to now be in a position um, to play in a quarterfinal where we have not got past uh, in any of the previous World Cups that we've been in. And to have it on a home soil, I think this is an amazing, amazing opportunity. Uh, So we'll get through the the next couple of games that are coming up. Um, So today, the first quarterfinal has already been completed. So it was Spain defeated the Netherlands 2-1. Japan will play Sweden right now. So they are literally lining up about to kick off um, within the next, uh, I think it's 5.30 the kickoff. So we'll keep you updated uh, through any goals or anything that happens during that game. Um, And then tomorrow night, 5 p.m., Australia versus France. The world will be watching for the Matildas. now, I watched France play Morocco, and uh, I was hoping a bit of the the special Moroccans, how they've managed to get through so far, where they're world ranked, uh, was amazing. But they just couldn't couldn't take it to France, and France really looked scary. They look a different side to the side the Matildas faced uh, early on, well, pre- before the World Cup here in Melbourne. Yeah, France, they could pose very um, big issues tomorrow because I looked at the highlights against Morocco. Their counter-attack was very quick and swift and Morocco just couldn't handle them, yep. especially the crosses in the box. Um, I can't remember her name of a French striker, but... Diani. Yeah, she's yeah, very she's deadly so um, with the headers. So Alana Kennedy um, has to watch out there for those um, flying headers. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah, no, France definitely look very, very scary. Um it would be interesting to re-watch some of, uh, I mean, it is a pre, 
World Cup game. Um, so, but it just seemed very reserved. I, I wonder how we will then take them because we're both. We seem to be both very counter-attacking at sides. Um, very quick and swift like that. So I wonder if it means that it's going to be a very tight, very tight reserved contest, um, <laughs> which I don't want to go to extra time. I don't want to do that or penalties. It's just too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I was stressing out for the um, American uh, versus uh, Sweden penalties, which was uh, amazing to watch if you're a neutral. But <laughs> if it is your side, it's not a great feeling. <laughs> it is terrible unless you win, of course. Um, also, so the England will face at Colombia 8.30 on Saturday as well. And then the first semi-final, which Spain is sitting in at the minute, will be Tuesday the 15th of August. But uh, it's going to be amazing. Only eight teams remain. Now, around the grounds, out of those eight teams, who are you looking at as dark horse? Who are you looking at as the most threatening? What are we looking at in terms of uh, possible opponents heading into the final? Well, it is uh, scary. Uh, I mean, uh, Jerry, if you can get quickly get the um, the the map out because which side we're on, who we'll potentially face, because I think England uh, might be the next side, uh, England and Colombia, uh, if we do manage to get. But let's just take this one step at a time. I'm just interested yeah, in who yeah. you're seeing uh, our potential uh, wild cards going forward. Uh, Japan, their press um, and the speed of them has been very exciting to watch. So they look like uh, a scary team to f- f- France. Uh, Spain, of course, um, just quick tiki-taka. You know how Spanish players play um, and they look dangerous, of course. Um, England, who we know, they won the Euros, the Lionesses. Uh, I haven't seen too much of their World Cup games so far this year, but they're going to be up there. Um, and then Sweden, upsetting the world number one, USA in penalties. Surely that's a big boost of motivation. Um, so we'll, we'll see what they do against um, Japan right now. Um, and, uh, well, France, yeah. I think, well, I think France is scary enough to look at at the moment. What about you guys? Colombia, they look pretty good, don't they? Jason. They do. <laughs> um, England. <laughs> I think England's a worry because um, they're on our side of a draw. Um, if we get through France, I feel like we're likely to face England because their attacking football would be would outweigh Colombia's attacking football. So that's how I see it. And the path to glory, we could be – if we keep moving and marching on – it could be Sweden or Spain in the final. I just don't see Japan getting through Sweden and then the Dutch getting... Well, obviously, the Dutch are gone now, so, yeah. That's we have an interesting dilemma. We have a home team advantage for the first time ever. So True. that's something else too. Uh, so it's going to be absolutely massive. So just reminders, Japan and Sweden are about to kick off now um, and then um, Australia will play France at 5 p.m., on Saturday, England and Colombia at 8.30. Come on, AFL let's, let, and the FIFA, let's sort it out so the fans, because otherwise they'll be watching it in the, the bar AFL or something. AFL are a stubborn bunch, aren't they? No, so? but to be fair, I, th- I think they've done the right thing by tr- trying to get these talks underway because, uh, I mean, okay. uh, if they can push the game back a little more so we're certain that. And then if, if it doesn't go to penalties, well, then they can just start the game early. Is it? I know I'm trying to make it sound simple. I know there's a lot of logistics behind yeah. it, but... Surely we can come to some sort of, um, we'll so we'll out. sort that out. But there are plenty of places around Melbourne and Australia where you can get to the live sites and enjoy the action. So uh, if we can get past the France, the Le Bleu, 
um, it's going to be amazing. Um, so nobody eating croissants, all right, over the next 24 oh. hours or or <laughs> some baguettes, anything like that. They're just bad omens. So. so this is the superstition <laughs> yeah. rearing in. Oh, it's going to be an amazing time. So good luck, Matildas. We've come so far. What an opportunity. What a next step we've got. So I um, can't wait to get into that. All right, next, when we come back, uh, everything AFL um, and only three rounds to go. That's all up next here on the Sports Desk in your Friday evening. Feel it, Crooked Colours on the Sports Desk in your Friday evening. And it's uh, time to talk about the AFL. Uh, massive round ahead. And before we get into it, a massive Friday night preview with this from Channel 7. Full credit to Channel 7. That's the best one thus far, I've got to say, Sam. That's the best one they've done thus far, and there's nothing more true than that. Geelong sitting in ninth is the most dangerous thing you could possibly think of in a ladder situation if you sit from fifth to eighth. And the number one side out of form for the first time in a long time, Sam. Two, two hours and 11 minutes to Friday night footy at the MCG. Collingwood and Geelong. Um, Billy Frampton in and Will Hoskin-Elliott named in for Collingwood. Out Ash Johnson. Nick Dacos still side bottom. Geelong have named in Shannon Neal out Brandon Parfit and Jack Henry. And uh, yes, as we've heard there, it makes for an interesting clash tonight with uh, Geelong just sitting outside the eight and uh, Collingwood on a losing streak. And, Jerry, they are really big outs there for Collingwood. Yeah, Dacos is a huge out because he'll be out for six weeks and that's f- come finals time. So The footy world is melting Geelong as we could speak. Have a massive chance tonight. I'm tipping them. Um, and also, side bottom is a huge loss off a wing. He's been playing great footy this year. Um, how do you feel about this one, Liam? Yeah, it's a 50-50 game, isn't it? I'm... They've only lost uh, two games in a row, so I'm not going to have a crack at Collingwood, but I would like to see a little bit more from Brody Majacek, who has only managed one goal in seven games. So if they want to go deep into finals, they really need guys like Brody Majacek, Dan McStay to really get going. It's rare for people like Majacek uh, to be out of it form is. like that because he is regarded as one of the best forwards in the competition. Absolutely. That's very rare to see from him. Liam and Jerry, get the chickens, please. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, I've got one. Here yeah. we go. We're handing it to I've Jerry. Carl, if uh, Collingwood lose another game, it's going to be tainted a little bit because there is no Nick Dacos. What's tainted? So, what so if any club that? beats Collingwood before the finals or before he returns, it's the bloody going to be chicken. a t- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Sure, wins a win, but it's not a full strength Collingwood without him. It's one player. Yeah, they, they have good depth. They oh, they oh, I'm not denying their depth at all, but I'm just sitting here <laughs> saying if he, the centre of the universe of the or the AFL, there's no isn't I in team. There isn't, but geez, no, have no, you seen you say media that. coverage of that man? You say that, yeah. And what Carlton managed to do in the last couple of weeks with injuries, yeah. Uh, which has yeah. even surprised me with a lot of players out. No Sam Walsh. No Matthew Kennedy, a couple of guns in our midfield. Mackay? Yeah, no Mackay. So I we think... don't know what happened with Cripps too. He may, maybe he's not a 2022 Brownlow form, but he's you know carrying his load at least. But all that considered, I'm going to still back Collingwood. <laughs> okay. Still backing him. Um, yeah, no, it's an interesting one. I, I think, uh, I mean, giving Geelong this sniff, this is a very dangerous spot to be. Uh, and suddenly... Um... You've got the best team available to stamp it out, though. Yeah. 
Um, uh, um, and just, I, I think it's taken sometimes Geelong, and, and they've done this in previous years where they'll just get on a roll really late and then they just don't stop. They just don't stop. Um, that was this time last year too, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I remember when we were covering the 2022 season last year, I think you even made the comment of, gee, Geelong have just slipped up the ladder without yeah. us noticing. Yeah. And look what happened um, after that. Because as we know, they're very experienced in, in finals footy and they would be so comfortable and so would Chris Scott be. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And and then I was hearing a factoid yesterday um, about teams that have lost th- um, three in a row after being very good all year right before finals. Um, no, no team has really bucked the trend and won the whole thing after that. Well, so, we'll find out tonight. Mm, it's going to be interesting. So, who are we tipping? Collingwood. Geelong. Collingwood. Oh, you? I have tipped Collingwood, but I, oh. I'm i just feeling Geelong. I don't want to know. I don't want to change it yet. I'm not going to change it. It's <laughs> Collingwood there, but I'm just very nervy about Geelong. So, that's a massive game tonight. Two hours and seven minutes. Friday night football, as big as it gets. Um, and, well, tomorrow... North Melbourne v Essendon at 1.45pm Marvel Stadium in for North Melbourne. Ben Cunnington and George Wardlaw out. Charlie Lazaro, Robert Hanson, sorry, Robert Hanson Jr., Will Phillips. Essendon have Will Snelling out. Owen Davey Jr. and Jai Caldwell. Jerry. Is this the big chance for the Roo boys here? Yeah, we're going to win this game for Cunners. Oh. Do it for Cunners. Wardlaw is back, so the two contested beasts playing together for the first time and only time. So we're going to win here. Um, it's pretty good on Caldwell's the... a huge out for Essendon, so that midfield's going to, you know, pack it against North. So, yeah. Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw <laughs> on the front bar last night, and uh, that was oh, very entertaining. I should Spoke very well. That, yeah. <laughs> Liam. Yeah, Essendon keep struggling with uh, defending ball movement. They conceded 43 points against West Coast from their D50. So it's a big problem, and it's been a problem since not just Brad Scott, but Ben Rutt and Jason. So I think North will try and expose that through uncontested marks and handball chains through their back half, but I think the bomb is too strong. Jason? uh, Well, bombers can do the same thing (laughs) off half back. Uh... North Melbourne for me. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tip North Melbourne as well. I think yeah. uh, I only just got okay. past West Coast Eagles, and I think it's been an emotional week. Come on, but North. Nearly made, nearly made me cry with Ben Cunningham. You know what made me cry the most? What? When Jai Simpkin was crying uh, on his shoulder. Oh, really? Have you not seen that? I didn't see that bit. Oh, you I need, saw the no, hug. You, you will break oh, down. I'll break down. Jai my favourite player. So yeah, they'll get up for Cunnington. Uh, Come no, on, North. Larky, where's he coming along? Is he... And then that officially solidifies Essendon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're out, if, and North will win it. Quite Moving. comfortably, actually. I'd say three goals as well. Uh, at the same time, <laughs> over at the SCG, uh, the Swans will take on the Gold Coast Suns. Sydney Swans have named Matt Roberts out. Braden Campbell uh, with suspension. Ryan Clark. Uh, Gold Coast have named Sam Day. Took Miller out. Ben King. James Tiasst. Oh, no. Tiasst? Say it for me, please. No, correct it, please. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I'm sorry. Let's have a look. I think it's a Greek name. Who are we looking at here? James the Artist. Uh, James James Sitar, I would say. Okay. All right. Well, apologise to James. We've butchered that. Uh, Will Powell as well comes out. Um, But interesting one. 
as we're talking about teams with finals experience, just sitting behind Geelong are the Sydney Swans. And, uh, I mean, I've ruled them out many times, but the chance is still open for them as well. Oh, yeah, it certainly is. Because um, they've been playing free footy now since Buddy's retired. Um, I don't know why, but, I mean, they're shaping into some form come finals time. So if they can defeat Gold Coast here, don't count them out, even though I did count them out. So. <laughs> Um, but with go. Gold Coast, Took Miller in is huge. You know, he was Brownlee contention last year. Um, but then Ben King's injured. So then I think Sydney should win there. Swans for me, I, I just love their young kids. Errol Goulden, he's so unbelievable. He should make all Australian. Good to see Chad Warner back as well. And Florence and Rowbottom are continuing on their good form. So I just think they're a better team than the Gold Coast. More, way more talented. Uh, as you said, Jerry, Ben King is a big loss when you just got Levi Casbolt and Sam Day. So... Yeah, I think Gold Coast have had a decent year in, in what's been not a great year and losing the coach and everything. Um, uh, but Swans were in the grand final last year and we've been waiting for them to, to show up after what's been an up and down year for them as well. Uh, I think we mentioned this on the show before, how it's not often you see both grand finalists in a similar position to start off the next year and almost result on the same spot of the ladder. It would be interesting if they knocked one of one or each other out of the uh uh, the game, which imagine if you had them two playing each other in the last round, what would that? That would be a crazy fixture. Jason, wow! Uh, for everything Jerry and Liam said, Sydney for me. Uh, yeah, I, I think Sydney are going to be too strong. Um, and uh, wow, the door is ajar definitely for the Sydney Swans as well. Uh, 4.35 at Adelaide Oval. It's the Brisbane Lions taking on the Adelaide Crows. I thought this was at the Gabba. They played at oh, Adelaide sorry. last time. It was. You and it was are Adelaide correct. who got the win. I said Brisbane first too. So, <laughs> you know, it is at their home ground. So it is the Gabba. Uh, Oscar McInerney comes in for the Lions. Out Darcy Fort and Jasper Fletcher. Adelaide have named Luke Pedler out. Chase Jones, Josh Rochelle comes out. Uh, losing Rochelle there, that's pretty, pretty very interesting. Um, and big Mr. O, the big O comes in for the Lions. Um Look, Adelaide still a fighting chance, um, but I think this is going to be a very, very, very tough one uh, at, at at the Gabba for them. Breezy for me. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see Josh Rochelle getting dropped. Maybe he's got a bit cocky. Not sure, but I do like the hardcore from Matthew Nick. So, yeah, Brisbane are almost impossible to beat at the Gabba. Or as they call it, the Gabbatoire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if Adelaide sniff a win out of this one, you don't rule out a late run from, but I will go Brisbane. 7.30 at the MCG to be TBA, unless they change it even more because they've already pushed it back five minutes. Carlton v Melbourne. Uh, for the first time in three years, Carlton have made no changes. That's the first no. time in three years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Uh, I think the only change is potentially the sub, but unsure of yet. Uh, Melbourne have named Brody Grundy back in. Clayton Oliver comes back in. Out Harrison Petty uh, injured. James Harms admitted and Michael Hibbert. Those are big out. outs. And Hibbert as a sub seems interesting from a defensive point of view. Uh, how do you rate their defence? I'm not sure. That's a really good question um, because we talk a lot, often a lot about how good their midfield is and that the forward's been an iffy point, but I don't think that their defence is so bad. It's not too bad. They're good when they intercept, but sometimes when it comes into the one-on-one kind of game, they do get beaten a little bit if May's not on. Uh, Liam, you got a big grin. 
No, Why is that? <laughs> I just can't believe this. I am tipping the Blues for the first <laughs> oh, time wow. in a long, long time. Wow. You know, in the past eight games, the Blues are the highest scoring team in the competition. They're also the best clearance team in the comp and also the most efficient team in the comp going inside 50. So they're all green ticks for me. Um, blues. Wow. Jerry. Well, I tip for Blues as well, just because last week with Melbourne, Jake Lever um, conceded three goals against Eddie Ford, who, you know, just plays footy like inconsistently during the season. Not, um, he's only scored close to ten goals this year. Hasn't played, you know, great footy. And then to do that against a former All Australian, yeah, Blues for me. Wow, this is strange. I've never experienced in this sports desk. <laughs> Um, it's a strange feeling. Come on, last week we were backing you in. <laughs> no, it's true, but to just have this on a regular basis. But um, and, <laughs> Don't and, get your hopes up, sorry. And, right, oh. and a team inside the top four. Oh, no, well, to be honest, we owe Melbourne one, I think. The last couple of years we've been a bit stiff with some of the games, especially the one last year, of course, with Kaiser Pickett. Yes. <laughs> in the last couple of moments of the game. Um, yeah, that was a terrible moment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I guess Blues keep rolling on with this momentum. They're probably the two most informed teams at the comp at the moment. Maybe, possibly. Does the experience of the Ds outweigh the surge of the Blues? This is more ir- irresistible force feeding immovable object at this point at this rate. Uh, Ds for me, tough call. Jerry made a very good point to make me want to switch to the Blues, but I'll stick with the Ds for now. Okay. It's very tentative and it's a massive asterisk next to um, it. And I, and I think I, I think this must this must save our spot if we get this up. Because yes, right now we're breaking records. The It'll be for an eighth win in a row, which I don't know which year we've done that, but for the first time we've done seven in a row, for the first time since 1995. That's and everyone, that is the year we last won a flag. So take into that what you will. <laughs> uh, but no, it's going to be a big challenge for the Blues and uh, hopefully they can step up uh, for the taking because uh, I, I think this this group has just waited so long for a big opportunity like this. And uh, well, they talk, they've been, I want to hear, I wonder if it will become, I read an article that uh, the players going up to Ed Kerno's house down in Torquay um, and doing all sorts of strange things like nudie runs. Sometimes in, <laughs> sometimes are in those premiership folklore stories, uh, and I am getting a bit of them ahead of myself here. But this uh, show is only an hour long, too. <laughs> but uh, it is true. Deeds uh, for me, Carlton, everyone else, I believe. Yes, Blues. Let's get it done. Fifth versus second. Okay, uh, last couple games we move on to West Coast and Fremantle. The other game on Saturday night, 8-10, the Western Derby, which which surprisingly is a contest this week. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, and what number is this? Because I always say Derby what number yeah. it is, but I never remember the number. Um, Fact checkers on Instagram. Yes, 8-10 on Saturday night. Uh, West Coast's. Uh, changes for them. Jermaine Jones comes in with Sam Petrescu, Seaton out, Greg Clark, Jack Williams and Ryan Marrick. Fremantle, uh, Carl Warner comes in out, Ethan Hughes and Neil Erasmus. Um, Derby comes an interesting time. I mean, uh, it probably me- it means nothing for the rest of the footy world, but in WA, this is the most massive thing this week, uh, yes. which was what we love. Uh, so West Coast just getting beaten by a point last week. And Fremantle, some some sort of really turning the last couple of weeks around, but uh, it's not going to be enough on their end. But uh, makes for an interesting contest. Yeah, this is Derby number 37. Oh, no, sorry, 57, actually. 57. I was going to yeah. say. 
Um, how do you feel about this one? How do I feel? I reckon Frio have been playing some good footy these past few weeks. Obviously knocking off Geelong and then um, putting it to the wire against Brisbane who are in the top two. So like, if you're looking at that recent form, Frio should win comfortably. But there may be some belief in the West Coast side after pushing the Bombers to the ragged edge. <clears throat> and, and sometimes these, these, this might be the only thing they can play for all year. So they might give this their all, especially with all the players retiring the same way that uh, they're all going to get up about Ben Cunnington this week. Liam? True. Yeah, if the Eagles win, North Melbourne could still get pick one. So I think North <laughs> fans will be barracking for the Eagles. And I hope there's a bit of spice. I mean, surely... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, like, between pick one and two, like Harley Reid, you hype, like it's it's there's a fine line between one and two. Like the second bloke, oh, I forgot his name, but exactly, yeah, but, exactly, yeah. Like, you looked at his past draftees who've number one and like they the pressure they put in themselves. Like there's not much of a difference between one and two, in my opinion. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Uh, Fremantle for me, I think they'll be too strong. Fremantle for me, I reckon it'll be more of a contest because uh, West Coast will have a little bit of belief, but at least it's not a blimp on the radar. Too much of the AFL community, but at least Adam Papali has got something to celebrate about. <laughs> Dockers. Sunday, 1.10pm, Hawthorne v Western Bulldogs down at Utah Stadium in Launceston. Uh, Hawthorne have named Carl Eamon out, Cam McKenzie, Seamus Mitchell. Uh, Western Bulldogs have named Alex Keith out, Anthony Scott and Jason Johannesson. Now, Joe Henderson can't get a break. He comes back into the side and then he gets yep. injured again. It's not very good for him, but this is a game I'm struggling to pick. Yeah, I, I think this, uh, and I'm pretty sure this is the game they played the Bulldogs to make the finals last year mm. down in Tassie, if I'm not mistaken. It was. There you go, it was. Uh, so uh, Hawks have been playing well, as we mentioned, and they've probably got a decent record down uh, in Tasmania. Well, it's their second home and, and has been for a very long time. It seems the Dogs always seem to make a slip up somewhere. Um, they were pretty solid against Richmond uh, last week, of course. Um, but, I mean, it is probably a danger game for them. Most definitely, Liam. Uh, Sicily, if Sicily performs like that and leads from the front and, and they get that half-back push, they're in a really good spot. Yeah, it will be interesting to see if the Dogs do any work on James Sicily like the Pies didn't and look what um, happened to them. So, yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah, and the fact that Hawthorne knocked off Brisbane early on this season yep. in Tassie, you know, shows that they can beat the big, big teams there. It ain't often 16th beat first. I'll go Dogs, just for the simple reason that they have a lot more to play for, and they played brilliant footy this time last week. If they can re- repeat that and uh, try and be some more of a momentum halter instead of, like, the scraggler contest team, maybe they get a good win. And Sam in the studio... Oh, no, it's a miss. Got, oh, <laughs> Sam in the studio got really excited because we have the monitor for uh, the World Cup playing, and there was a miss, was there? Who was the miss? Uh, well, oh, I can't remember her name, but uh, Sweden just had a really close contest. 24 minutes have gone. It still remains nil-nil, but a oh, massive chance a for Sweden. Uh, it looked better from Are the wide angle. Are you supporting Sweden, Sam? Uh, I have a crush on one of the players. But we'll move on for that. Um, back to the footy. Uh, Saints game next. <laughs> yes. Three twenty. Roll flow. How do you say your name? Roll flow. Let's get to uh, the Saints right. game, Sam. <laughs> I haven't done my tip yet. I'm tipping the dogs. Okay. Saints and the Tigers. Marvel Stadium. Tigers for me. PM. Uh, St Kilda have Seb Ross, Tim Rembry out, Anthony Caminiti, Hunter Clark, and Ryan Burns. 
Richmond have named Big Dustin Martin, Dylan, uh, Dylan, Dylan Grimes, <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> You've lost the I've been ball, distracted. <laughs> Thomas Dow, out Jacob Hocker. Hopper. Hocker. <laughs> oh, no, I need a spell. A Noah huge, Cumberland, Ryan, Mania. Ma- Ryan Mansell, uh, Sam Banks. Uh, I'm just Samson these two, Ryan, Lee. he's in, Go right? Ahead. Yeah, it's a do-or-die clash for St Kilda. They need two wins out of their last three, so they'll probably need to beat Richmond and or Brisbane or Geelong, which is extremely tough. The Tigers under Andrew McWalter are top four in the competition for efficiency going inside 50. So um, the Saints need to really step up in the midfield. Hunter Clark's been dropped, and I agree with that decision. So uh, St Kilda. Uh, St Kilda for me as well. Seb Ross, Membry, Hugh Jins, um, Richmond are done, full stop. Yep. Uh, I think the decision to take out Dustin Martin the last couple of weeks and bring him in now, is, it's a bit too late for their... But I think their ambitions weren't finals anyway. I think that just... I mean, anyway. But uh, St Kilda hanging by thread. Uh, they need to win this one, definitely. So I'm t- tipping the Saints. Um, and then the last game of the round, 4.40 at Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide v GWS Giants. Very interesting one here. Port have named in Aaliyah Leah, Jeremy Finlayson, Kane Farrell, Lockie Jones and Miles Bergman. Out Dante Vicente, Francis Evans, Jackson Mead, Jace Burgoyne, Riley Bonner and Trent McKenzie. GWS have named Josh Farhey, Toby McMullen. Out Brett Daniels, Ryan Angwin and Toby Bedford with the suspension. Very interesting, I think, the last game of the round. Port Adelaide need to get their game back up on track. Uh, And, of course, Giants, who had a slip-up against their own New South Wales side in the Sydney Swans, uh, who were vying for a spot eight. And uh, Port just sitting on the edge of the top four. Jerry. This is a huge contest because Port Adelaide, you know, they've lost a few matches on the trot, and, you know, the Giants also lost last week, so both teams would want to be, you know, solidifying a top four or a top eight place. But I think Adelaide Oval, home ground advantage, Port should win. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, they've been cruel with injuries, the power, but it's good to see Ali Ali back, who's been really integral to their uh, defensive structure, Jason. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, the what is really good to see is that it doesn't seem to be as serious uh, as, you know, they've copped the fine, but at least it's not as serious. He's back on the field, yep. which is good. Uh, big game for the Giants. This is tough because they're both in form. Well, Giants are in form with a little bit of a slip-up. Port, they've now got a bit of sense of urgency about them uh, as a result of the four losses. Let's say Port, but it's not often you get a game at 4.40 Sunday that has high stakes like this, and it's great to end the round like that, Sam. Yeah, well, we've had a few Sunday uh, late thrillers this year. Uh, I think Port will get their run back on, and uh, it's going to be a tough pill for the Giants to swallow. One hour and 50 minutes to Friday night footy. And just quickly before we wrap up, uh, the EPL is back. And we'll just quickly go through some of the games coming up this weekend, kicking off with Burnley and Man City tomorrow at 5 in the morning. Arsenal v Nottingham Forest tomorrow at 9.30. A few of the other big teams here. Brentford play Tottenham. Uh, Ange Postacoglu's first game as manager Sunday 11pm. Chelsea and Liverpool Monday 1.30. Man United v Wolves. So that's going to be exciting to look out for. And that brings us to a close on this Friday evening. Did Sweden score? Uh, not just yet. Damn. Ah, well, that listeners was the sports desk.
Yeah, final checks is 28th minutes. Uh, still remains nil-nil. Thanks for listening. You can join us on Mondays at 5pm as well. Catch the podcast uh, and syn.org and our social media, Sports Destin. I've been Sam, Jerry as well, Liam and Jason, thank you. And thank you for listening. Sports Desk, live Fridays and Mondays 5pm on SIN, 90.7 FM, and on syn.org.au.